0: Bristol Business School and Bristol Law School at UWE Bristol bring you the Future Impact podcast series. In this series, we're delving into the topics that you want to discuss, from life-changing research and cutting-edge technology to brand new ways of thinking. We will be calling on UWE Bristol academics and real-world practitioners to help us get the answers and share their industry knowledge and insights. Morning and welcome to um, a new Future Impact podcast I'm joined this morning by Maximilian Burrell. Maximilian, are you happy to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business?
1: Good morning, Rachel. My name is Maximilian. I'm a student at UWE doing the Team Entrepreneurship Program, and the reason I join this program is because I've always been quite entrepreneurial in my early days. Um, I would sell chewing gum at school, things like that. I started my first online business at 19, failed, made another one, failed, made another one, failed, and um, I've always been into nutrition. It's just something I grew up naturally because I had a number of health problems when I was younger. I was overweight, and it's something that my family has been afflicted with a lot as well. And when I went to university, I met uh, my co founders there, and um, one of them is Orson. And we decided, you know what? We're going to build the first organic and bespoke meal prep company in the UK because we spent so much time cooking and, mm-hmm. and to be healthy you have to cook things from scratch and it takes so long and that's why we wanted to make a meal prep company we're making something that was essentially for us but the thing is in the market there's no meal prep companies that do organic food and to be healthy you have to eat organic grass-fed wild fish and also we're all completely different so we have unique genetics we have unique microbiomes preferences cultural ways of eating ethical ways of eating so to to just give out this normal meal and say that it's healthy is irresponsible and misleading because it would need to be organic and it would need to be personalized to your own health. And I honestly think that the lack of personalization in the society is a big factor to stopping people from following very healthy diets because it's just not accessible. And so we've been running this business, we've been building it for about a year, and we were running it from January. Until March, and we, we were able to get some pretty high profile people actually on the meals. And um, yeah, it was crazy, it was fun. We were cooking in the kitchens and we learned a lot, but unfortunately, we had to close for COVID 19. Uh, we just didn't have enough staff to keep rotating because that's what a lot of food companies have to do. But, but it was a good thing, and we've been working hard since then. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, Bab, so you've already referred to it a little bit, but is there anything else that you can tell us about how COVID 19 has impacted your business?
1: At at first, it felt a bit heartbreaking to actually close the business. It was like, Mm -hmm. no, we can't do this. But it was one of the best things that actually happened to us because Mm -hmm. when you're building a business, sometimes you're racing against cash flow and you're racing against how much money you have left in a bank. And it's not that you throw away values, but yeah, things don't go as exactly as you want them because you still have to survive. Mm -hmm. And now because we've been able to take this time out, we've mapped out the entire business we've improved our marketing and all ends we're building a new software in the house we're actually relaunching in october as well and we're going for quite some substantial investment Mm -hmm. and now we know what we need we know how the kitchen operations work we know we can get customers we know there's demand we still are getting demand and so we're literally building as much as we can as much infrastructure so that when we relaunch in october things just go as smoothly as possible we have all the chefs we we'll have, we'll have a paid marketing team and um we're in a process now of actually creating a waiting list and a pre-order list so that when we launch we'll already have customers going through the door
0: that's brilliant it sounds like you've used the time kind of productively and to kind of look ahead so again you've, you've sort of touched on these things anyway but what would you say were a couple of the key things that you've learned during this time that you're going to take away and kind of reflect
1: on positively? I've learned that taking a break isn't such a bad thing. Um, Also because our meals are personalized, Mm. our operations are an absolute nightmare because Mm. it's not like a restaurant where you have a set menu and you can kind of just differ them. Yeah. Because we also give everyone new meals every single week. We, We really are very customer centric because everyone's got completely personalized meals. It's just, it's a nightmare you have to make everyone completely different things and so you're making mm-hmm. 100 different meals each day all completely different from each other so we asked some software students to build us some software so mm-hmm. that we could figure out how to um, make this more, co- more coherent and make it more streamlined but they were taking too long and so we kind of just decided to build it ourselves <laughs> no, no, software um. exp- yeah, no software experience nothing Ryan and Austin were doing it and they were using Excel, and I—I I don't even—I've never seen Excel used like this. Like you have no idea the extent they've actually used Microsoft Excel to. And so, I—I wow. I was designing menus, I was uh, planning the meals as well. And so, I would wake up at seven a.m., uh, go to the kitchen, cook, uh, deliver the meals uh, from Bristol, Bath. Um, we've actually had problems with a car. The uh, first time we delivered, a car broke down eight miles oh. down the road but uh, that was another that was another story um and yeah and so and then I'd go home and I'd be designing meals for the next few days and it took forever because everyone had personalized meals as well so I made my own systems and it was a race against the first two months till they actually ended up finishing it and it helped it helped Mm -hmm. so much it just we got all of our time back um Mm. and so another thing I learned is don't get stuck working in the business especially if you're building a business Um, and that's something I've learned from our time running and that's why I'm working more on the business now Um, I'm building a team um, I've got a new marketing member and I intend when we relaunch in October to be working more on the business as well because you can never really scale a business if you're working inside it because Mm -hmm. um, because we were working inside it, I was designing meals and everything and they were making a software we never never really had time to work on marketing sales um build new partnerships etc etc so that was one of the key things that we learned as well so breaks aren't such a bad thing working in the business is essential and also you don't realize how stressed you can be when building a business until you actually get to a point where you can just kind of breathe a bit more and so something that i'll be doing the next time round is make sure not to sacrifice yourself along the way with the business um, because I know a lot of people may think, oh, but you, but I need to work hard. I need to do this because otherwise I'm wasting time. But studies show time and time again, that being relieved from stress, being happy is actually a lot more productive and it makes a team more productive because when we were stressed out, we'd actually work against each other. We'd argue, <laughs> we yeah. love each other, but we'd argue so much. So that's the thing. It's just keep away from stress, and which of have learned now, work on the business, not in the business. And taking a break out isn't such a bad thing and the main thing as well is build processes automate as much as you can because when you do that you can work on the next step and when <laughs> something's automated it's done and so yeah that, that's the main things I've taken away from it
0: yeah
1: so it sounds like you've
0: that, like in some respects it's been quite useful in the sense that you've obviously learned a, a lot and you've had a chance yeah. to, to kind of take a breath and, and think about think about planning
1: yeah it's so, been really useful
0: Again, you, you sort of touched on this already, but are you feeling positive about the future of your business?
1: Yes, very. Um, mm. Because we tried to build something that was truly valuable. We get people signing up to our waiting list, get people messaging us saying they really like the idea, but actually want to be customers. Now we're building a nutritional program with nutritional therapists all across the UK so they can refer their clients to us who have medical conditions. So there is there is demand. So I'm very positive about that the the difficult part is actually creating it i'm very positive about it mm. I, I i i know i know it's going to work I, I know for yeah. a fact it's going to work so many people believe in it so many people uh, we, our team's grown and i'm just to be honest i'm just quite excited for it to just yeah get up and running again like i'm just yeah
0: <laughs> jumping at the bit so to speak yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um.
0: And so just to touch on your um, your learning, because you said at the very beginning you were a student on the team entrepreneurship programme at UE. so just to talk a little bit about that, how, how would you say your teaching or your learning, I should say, has been impacted by lockdown?
1: I've actually had more time to do it, so <laughs> uh, yeah, which, which has been good. I, was, um, I think one of the most important things from learning, which a lot of people don't realise, is learnings learning is very useful when you actually take time away from like learning and and stay in silence for instance i'll go for i'll go for walks i won't take my phone i won't take any headphones because mm-hmm. it allows you to think because um you know when like you have so many apps open on your phone at the same time and your mm-hmm. phone is just slowing down it's crashing like imagine just opening it and press close all that's yeah. essentially what that's essentially what you're doing with your brain when you take time out so i'm um reading a lot of books I'm working on this here. I'm consolidating my information by taking time out and thinking and reflecting. And um, so, yeah, it's been incredibly useful just to take time out and learn.
0: So um, maybe, finally, maybe not, but, and again, you've touched slightly on this, but do you have any top tips that you would want to share with others who are in a similar situation or maybe, so startup owners or people wanting to run a business? For
1: people wanting to run a business, uh, people who haven't started a business and they're thinking about it, what I'd say is find what you're passionate about and find a way to monetize it, because when when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. I think it's important to reflect actually what the market's going to look like uh, because we're not going to be entering the same world that we were in before uh, whatsoever. Uh, things are going to be a lot more digital, uh, people are going to have a lot less money. Um, and I think it's just about using this time wisely and actually planning forwards. think about like if you're if you've had to close down, think about when you want to open up again and think about what position you want to be. Do you want to be in a position where you have, um, you have customers already by the time you open up, so you don't have to get going, for instance, if you have services or a product? Yeah, if, if, if that's the situation you're in, then just make a critical path analysis, actually work back from it, see what you need to do, and get there and just implement good habits, good routines, and get someone to keep you accountable. Because our training coach, Duncan, he's actually, he has a meeting with us every Sunday with our team where uh, we, have account- we have accountability meetings, and I didn't like them at first, I don't like being accountable to people, <laughs> but, uh, but it's actually incredibly useful if you're accountable to somebody for a plan you've made.
0: Thank you so much, Maximilian. I think some of the things you've talked about will have sparked, um, sparked interest and, and sparked thoughts in people about maybe starting their own business up or, or reflecting on how they, they can and, and will spend their time or their free time or in time. Um, wishing you absolutely all the best with, with Champ when you reopen in October.
1: And uh, let us thank know you, when rachel. you
0: when you come back and uh, yeah we can uh, publicize a bit for you yeah
1: oh, <laughs> so thank you rachel thank you Appreciate no worries. <laughs> take yeah.
0: care um and thank you thank you so much for taking the time out to join us this morning
1: no no worries. thank you rachel it's been interesting to speak to you
0: thank you for being part of our future impact podcast series we hope you enjoyed listening and have taken something away from this episode If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics discussed or have an idea or a topic to include in future episodes, please do email us for further information using bbec at uwe.ac.uk.